Welcome to Life Point with your host, Pastor Tom Doherty. Good morning to you, and may God bless you. I wanted to sing that song. You knew it. You knew it was on the tip of my tongue. Good morning to you. Good morning to you. Good morning, dear radio listeners. Good morning to you. Hey, I hope it's a great morning. I hope you're smiling. I hope that you're smiling and that smile is radiating all around you and that Jesus will be seen in your smile. Our Heavenly Father, open our hearts and our minds this day. Open our hearts to your word, your truth. And Lord, may we be a living light every day. And Lord, when we stumble and when we fall, help us back up. Help us to get back up and walk again and walk towards you. Lord, we love you. We give you thanks. And I ask your blessings upon your people today, all those listening, and upon this radio station and the Schaefer family. God, I pray your blessings upon them powerfully in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, I'm looking at the 14th chapter of Romans today. Paul's letter to the Romans is amazing. In fact, and I've told you this before, the Roman road where it leads people to Christ. My father led many people down the Roman road. In fact, if you drive through our church property right in front of my office, you'll see a marble bench that's, that the church put in memory of my father. And on it, it has his Roman road. It wasn't his Roman road, but it says his Roman road because he led many people to Christ going down that. And so if you're just driving by, you want to drive through the parking lot, you want to take a copy of that bench, take a snapshot, you can see the Roman road. You can take those scriptures and lead someone to the Lord right down the Roman road. And that's most of that came out of the earlier chapters of Romans. And I'm going to speak out of the 14th today. And so here we go. Accept the one who has faith is weak without quarreling over disputable matters. Okay, one verse. Accept the one whose faith is weak without quarreling over disputable matters. You know what we see in Christendom so much? Is arguing. Arguing over petty, silly things that are making no difference. One thing that I cannot stand to do is argue over some kind of doctrine that has no play in whether someone is walking with God or living for God, and to sit there and argue my point and have somebody get upset because I don't believe just what they say. You know what? He says this. He says, if someone's weak in their faith, you know, and they and they just want to dispute and quarrel, you know, don't do it. Don't do it. Love them, encourage them, be there for them. It says one person's faith allows them to eat anything, but another whose faith is weak eats only vegetables. The one who eats everything must not treat with contempt the one who does not. And the one who does not eat everything must not judge the one who does. For God has accepted them. You hear that? He's using the example of vegetable vegetarians, virtually, and people who eat meat. Don't argue about it. Don't fight about it. Don't say your way is the right way. You know, he said, I accept all those people. The criteria isn't what you eat. The criteria is your heart, what you believe. I believe that Jesus Christ is the son of the living God. I believe that Jesus Christ came to this world by the Virgin Mary, that the Holy Spirit came upon her, and she conceived a child, and the child was to be called Jesus and would be raised by his earthly father, which would be Joseph. And Joseph and Mary would raise Jesus, and he would grow up, and eventually he would take on ministry, and eventually he would die for each and every one of us. 
the Messiah, the prophesied Messiah. The one who eats everything must not treat with contempt the one who does not. And the one who does not eat everything must not judge the one who does. Who are you to judge someone else's servant? To their own master, servants stand or fall, and they will stand, for the Lord is able to make them stand. One considers one day more sacred than another. Another considers every day alike. Each of them should be fully convinced in their own mind. We argue about this. We argue about the church day. The Old Testament was the Sabbath was a Saturday. It was always a Saturday. The New Testament, after Jesus arose from the grave, all you see is they meet on the first day of the week. All he cares about is us meeting and honoring a Sabbath, honoring a day. And the truth of the matter is, folks, most people, most people in this world do not honor the day. They do not honor a day to remember Jesus. Jesus said there's seven days in a week. Can you set aside one day to honor me? One day? I mean, that's 14 and a quarter percent of your time. 14% of your week, he says, set aside for me. But oh no, we have excuses. Oh, I believe I don't need to be in the house of God. I don't need to worship. I don't need a church. I can worship in the mountainside. I can worship in the nature. I can worship all over the place. Well, you know what Hebrews 11 says, you know, don't, you know, uh, don't forsake the assembling and gathering together like some do because it's going to be easy because you're going to come up with your own idea and your own plan. And, you know, he lays out, but he says, don't judge one day versus another. Again, to argument about that. I have friends that are that, that worship on Saturday. I have friends that's just what they do and that's what they believe. But we don't argue about it. We don't fight about it. And I know they love God. I know they have a great love for God and, and believe in Jesus Christ. You know, it says, whoever regards one day special does so to the Lord. Whoever eats meat does so to the Lord. For they gave thanks to God, and whoever abstains does so to the Lord. For none of us lives for ourselves alone, and none of us dies for ourselves alone. Paul is being pretty straight to the Church of Romans, isn't he? To the Roman people. He was trying to get across a point. He's, what he was trying to get across was this. People of God, you're being way too judgmental. You honor God yourself. You serve God in the best way you know how. You listen to the Holy Spirit of God. You live by the Word of God. You know, don't put everybody else's, your standards on everybody else. And, you know, that's why many people turn away is because they get caught up in legalism. They get caught up with the have-tos, and, and if I don't do this, or if I don't, if I eat meat, or if I go to church on another day, I'm going to be, I'm going to be in bad shape with God. Folks, read the Word of God complete. Read the Old Testament. Read the New. Take the Bible as truth and understand it, and live. And if you have problems, go back and read this chapter, the 14th chapter of Romans. Then he says in verse 8, If we live, we live for the Lord. And if we die, we die for the Lord. So whether we live or die, we belong to the Lord. For this very reason, Christ died and returned to life so that he might be the Lord of both the dead and the living. You then, here he goes, here goes Paul. You then, why do you judge your brother or sister? Or why do you treat them with contempt? For he will, we will all stand before God's judgment seat. 
We will all stand before God's judgment seat. You don't have to worry about somebody else's life, or you don't have to try to say whether they're going to heaven or they're going to hell or whether they're doing right or they're doing wrong. And they say, well, I'm claiming to be a Christian. That is between them and God. You will never know. You will never know when they pass over whether they're in heaven or not. You will never know uh, how they lived or if they were being, uh, as the Bible says, blasphemous or if they was being hypocrites. You'll never know that until you get to heaven. And then if they're not there, I don't think you'll know because there's no sadness in heaven. But you'll certainly know when you see them in heaven. So then each of us will give an account of ourselves to God. You hear that? Each of us. Not your pastor. Pastor Tom is not going to go in front of all the church and in front of the council of Almighty God and and talk about each person that came to his church. No, you're going to stand before God. You're going to stand before God and give an account. He's going to say, what did you do with my son, Jesus Christ? The truth is, he already knows. And you might answer, well, I didn't realize how real this was. I didn't realize the reality of really serving Jesus. I just thought it was kind of out there, and I kind of believed. You know, and Jesus is going to say, depart from me. And God's going to say, depart from me. I never knew you. You know, I think it's going to be a sad day for some people. A sad day, because they did not come to the reality of believing in Jesus Christ. And when I'm talking about Jesus Christ, I'm talking about the Jesus Christ of the Bible, the Son of the living God, the Messiah, believing in him and believing that he shed his blood on Calvary for the forgiveness of sins. Not believing that, well, hey, you know, now you believe you have to go to this church or that church or that's the only church or this the only church. Hogwash. Hogwash. You are a believer if you believe in Jesus Christ, the Son of the living God. I'm telling you what, if there is churches out there that say, you got to come to our church or it's the only church, I'm telling you what, get on your running shoes and start running because that isn't what the Word of God says. The Word of God says those who believe in the Lord Jesus Christ, they are the body of Christ. They're the ones that are going to heaven. They believe. And that's why there's so many churches in the New Testament. Man, you got the church of Ephesus and Galatia and Colossae and, uh, you know, all, all sorts of churches. Uh, Corinth, which they had a lot of struggle with, but all sorts of churches in, the, in Rome. And there's churches everywhere. And a lot of them were different. And a lot of them, they, they had some different ideas in a sense. And that's like a lot of our churches today. But if our churches are not preaching the Bible as the truth of the living God and living by it, we've got problems. We've got problems. And if you get somebody in there as a supreme dictator, if Tom, if Pastor Tom gets up and says, you got to follow me. If, if you don't follow me, listen to me. I have all these things. I God's told me all these things. You listen to Jesus Christ. You listen to the Holy Spirit. You be led by the Spirit of God and get into a good Bible teaching church that teaches God's word for what it is. He wants to transform your life and my life. He says, therefore, stop passing judgment on one another. Instead, make up your mind not to be a stumbling block or an obstacle. You know, he wanted us to be real. He wants us to love people and encourage people. They say they love Jesus, they encourage them. Pray for him. Hey, I'm out of time, but I'm having fun today. Hey, Lord bless you. Have a great day. 
LifePoint is a ministry of the Cloverdale Church of God. If you would like a copy of today's broadcast or would like more information about the church, please call us at 208-362-1700 or write to Cloverdale Church of God, 3755 South Cloverdale Road, Boise, Idaho, 83709. You may also visit us at our website, www.cloverdalechurch.org. Thank you for listening and have a blessed day.